Well, let's get our Bibles out and lift them up and wave them around. Make Jesus glad, the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm so glad for this season because Jesus is the reason that I celebrate. And I'm so glad for the Word. He's the Word made flesh. Tonight I'll be taught the Word of God. My faith is growing. My spirit is developing. And I've got the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew, the 11th chapter. And I'll read from verse 28. Jesus is speaking. And he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And uh, in Genesis 33, 14, uh, we see that uh, Jacob and Esau are having their reunion. You know, there was a lot of uh, trepidation and outright fear on Jacob's uh, side of that equation. He wasn't sure that, that it would be a good meeting, but they did meet and uh, they were they hugged, embraced, and 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 he had brought gifts for for Esau. Said, "Oh, I don't need these gifts. I'm I'm blessed. Come on, let's go back home." And and he said, uh, "So Jacob said, so you go on ahead. Genesis thirty three fourteen. You go on ahead of us, and we'll follow along at our own pace and meet you at Seir." So that's the Living Bible, and then one more of. Uh, verse of scripture in Exodus 17, 1, again in the Living Bible, this is when the uh, children of Israel were in the, in the wilderness. It says in Exodus 17, 1, the Living Bible, now at God's command, the people of Israel left the sin desert and going by easy stages to Rephidim, Rephakim which means no water, Rephidim. I get the right word. That's a D there. I've got it kind of smudged there on my paper, Rephidim. And the Rephidim meant no water. So they were coming out of the desert. Where they were headed in easy stages was another place with no water. <laughs> and so that's what I want to talk about tonight, easy stages. You know, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. You know, Jesus said about the Holy Ghost in John 16, 13, he takes what Jesus has for us and he shows the Holy Ghost, takes what Jesus has for us and shows it unto us. You know, the Holy Ghost refreshes us. He keeps us from toiling in vain. You know, if you want to, you know, the Holy Ghost will always lead you in easy stages. He will lead you at a pace that is right for you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And, uh, so he will always lead us in a way that is that the, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You know, I remember years ago, Brother Osteen was sharing on a Sunday morning. You know, he he never he he never had any problem talking about real life and and what he had faced, but he was facing some symptoms in his body that he didn't like, and and he'd been. Uh, walking by faith, and these symptoms got worse, and so he went to the Lord about it, and uh, fasted a few days, and, and and sought the Lord, prayed much in the Holy Ghost, and he heard 
the Spirit of God say to him, he said, the thing that is crushing the life out of you is not my work, but what you have added to it. <laughs> you know, I just, I remember at the time how, uh, you know, it was, it was just so refreshing to hear my pastor just admit that he's like everybody else. I mean, he he faces trouble, he faces trials and tribulations, and uh, and he was able to admit that uh, that he had taken on weight. Where where you know, if you follow in the Holy Ghost, he won't he won't let you know he won't weigh you down with weight. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. He he leads you at easy stages. And, uh, you know, of course, later on when I started this church, we're going to, in 2024, we'll be beginning our 30th year at Glorious Way Church. And, uh, but I look back on our early years and I, you know, I, I had a great teacher and I observed a whole lot of things at Lakewood. But I mean, you know, when you're the pastor, I mean, you, you have an opportunity to say yes or no to a whole lot of things. And I, I had to learn how to say no. I kind of look back on the things that I uh, added to my job description that wasn't necessarily from the Holy Ghost. I mean, you know, if you just if you're a people pleaser and you're going to just do everything people ask you to do, well, you're going to get overloaded. For instance, I had an office in the church, and my car would be sitting out front, you know, during the week, and people would come by and drop by. Oh, I saw your car outside. Just wanted to come by and chat. You know, <laughs> no appointment. I didn't have a secretary. I didn't have anybody kind of running interference for me. And, you know, sometimes they take a couple of hours of my time. Well, you know, that gets kind of, you know, you add that up over a period of time, it gets kind of heavy. It's unscheduled. It's, un it's not even right. You know, I mean, come to church and hear the word. You know, you don't need a personal in <laughs> a personal interview with me. And another thing that I did a lot at first when we first uh, started was, you know, I had people that I had never known before, and they would invite me to their house for dinner. We want to hear the vision. Well, you know, after you do that six or eight times, uh, that's an extra night of the week. I mean, I'm working pretty hard, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night prayer. I mean, that's four events a week out of seven days. Uh, there needs to be a day off. You know, and yet here I am going at night to somebody's house and spending two, three, three hours. Sometimes didn't get home till ten o'clock. You know, just exhausted. Now God didn't call me to go out and, and tell everybody the vision. Come to church and hear what the vision is. Hear the word of God preached under the anointing. <laughs> I had another couple. They were retired, and they asked me to do their son's wedding. His son was like 45 or 50 years old. This wasn't his first wedding. Oh, yeah, sure, be glad to. Well, I found out I had to drive all the way to San Leon, get on a boat, and go out in Galveston Bay and do this wedding ceremony on a boat. I mean, it took all after. I mean, it was all day, really, by the time I, you know, got ready. I, I It just, you know, I'm just giving you some examples of me adding to my work by obligation rather than letting the Spirit of God govern my ministry. I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, some, sometimes success comes from what we can say no to. You know, it's okay to say no. It's always, it's always right to let the Holy Ghost govern your time because all of our time belongs to Him. Uh, you know, the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they weren't immediately ready to enter in to the promised land, much less possess it. And so 
they flunked a lot of the early tests. They flunked, they flunked test after test after test. You know, God, you know, God permits tests. You know, he's not the one that tests you, but life will test you. And uh, he's going to be observing. He's going to be watching. And he watched them come apart over and over again. They came apart at the Red Sea, got all upset. They got all upset before they left uh, Egypt at, at Moses. Why did you do this? You know, when they had to go gather their own straw and all of that. Um, you know, it just took a few days to get them out of uh, Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of them. <laughs> and so... Uh, I, I like Isaiah 48.10. It says that God chose Israel in the furnace of affliction. You know, I tell you, God is always watching you, and he's watching how you react to crisis, how you react to troubled times. Jesus said in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Be of good courage, though. I've overcome the world. I've, I've defeated it. I've, I've deprived of, it, of its power to harm you, the Amplified says. At Deuteronomy 8, let's turn back over there. I'm talking about easy stages tonight. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can, we can interrupt the easy stages that the Holy Ghost has for us, and we can add to our own burdens. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that you... <clears throat> And, and notice what, what God wanted them to do. He, that you may live and multiply, go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your father. See, that was God's plan for Israel. And uh, you shall remember all the ways which the Lord your God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee to prove thee, to know what was in your heart. Now, see, God knew what was in their heart, but they didn't know what was in their heart. See, God already knows you inside out. He knows you better than you know yourself, but tests come and for you to discover what's in there. Is there, you know, when you squeeze a lemon, lemon juice comes out, not orange juice, <laughs> you know? So you can kind of tell what, what's, what's going down to, to, to the degree when you're going through tough times when you complain and murmur like Israel did. And uh, so you know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which you knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make thee to know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God doth man live. And so there, the easy stages, you see, he, he led them in easy stages, but that doesn't mean there wasn't trials and tribulations that you know easy stages doesn't mean everything's easy and rosy peachy king all the time it just easy stages means that he'll bring you along in your own personal uh, uh progress I, I i heard another testimony brother copeland was given one time about himself and of course he's an air a pilot and he's been a pilot for many years and and now he flies, or I'm not sure if he's still flying or not at his age, but up until recently, he was still flying those big jets. And uh, he was talking about, you know, one day, you know, he's flying and he's, he got clearance to take off from the, the tower. So then he accelerates down the runway and lifts off and, 
and uh, wheels up and uh, you know he gets on and and the air traffic controller gives him a vector when he gets to a certain altitude and you turn up on this course at such and such altitude and he does and he goes that for a while then and then at another altitude turn this way and go go to this altitude you know it took about 30 minutes for him to get to his cruising altitude and so at cruising altitude put it on autopilot kind of lean back and relax a little bit you know and just you know all the busy work is over you're kind of flying now and and he got kind of quiet and the holy ghost spoke to his heart and says you know i wish you'd obey me like you did that air traffic controller <laughs> what do you mean lord i always obey you well you're always wanting to get ahead of me. You're always wanting to turn when you shouldn't. You're always wanting to go higher. I'm the only one that knows what's at the altitude. You're trying to get there too fast. He said, just if you would obey me and obey my spirit like you do this air traffic control. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that story. What a what a powerful testimony that was. So, um, you know, we have to be prepared and taught by God so that he can bring us into all that he has planned for us. You know, he has big plans for each of us, every one of us, every believer. Under the sound of my voice, he's got plans for you. We're living in the last of the last days. But, uh, you know, we have to follow along in easy stages. We're not ready all the time. Sometimes we hear about these plans. You know, I remember God speaking to me 20-some-odd years ago about things that we're just now getting into, and we, he spent 20 Two, 23 years preparing us for what we're just now getting into. And uh, yeah, I fought and tried to get there and tried to do this and tried to do that to wake up the church. God told me in 1999, just five weeks after Brother Osteen went to heaven, wake up the church. I've been trying ever since. I've done this. I've done that. I've gone, I've gone this place. I've gone that place. I've had this conversation. Of that. I've prayed this. I've prayed that. And that's not wrong necessarily, but God had to prepare the way for us. And, uh, and we're just now, you know, 22, 23 years later, we're just now getting into uh, some of the things that he talked to me about all those years ago. Um. I, I remember one year when before I was started the church, but I was in business, I, I made one seemingly small mistake and I missed the witness of the spirit. The witness of the spirit was telling me to do one thing and I obeyed my flesh and did something else and it put me on a pathway that took me 10 years to recover. <laughs> and I didn't really recover fully until I started this church and things started just changing completely overnight, almost overnight. So uh, let's look at uh, Psalm 32, 8. I'll read it out of the Living Bible again. I like the Living Bible for some things. It's not a translation, but it's, it's a good, valuable resource. Psalm 32, 8 in the Living Bible, it says, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and get, guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch your progress. Isn't that good? I will advise you and watch your progress. See, sometimes it's not so much God demanding. It's not so much God, you know, commanding and demanding and, and micromanaging us. But if we'll walk close to the Holy Spirit, his spirit by the witness can nudge us and just give us a little advice. Like, go this way, go this way, do this, slow this down. And, uh, 
and then he watches your progress. He, you know, he watched me those 10 years. I can't say that they were fun. I mean, it was a struggle many times, but you guess what? I began to appreciate the little things. I began to appreciate little breakthroughs. I began to appreciate uh, every little thing that I could see him doing for us. Whereas before, when everything was abundant and I had lots of money flowing in, well, maybe I wasn't quite as grateful for what I had. And so, you know, God doesn't waste any trouble. He, he uses all of it. Now, this thing about easy, he, he leads us in easy stages. And I mentioned this earlier. And one thing that he uh, developed in that 10-year period of mine where I missed the witness of the Spirit and obeyed my flesh and I made a business decision and it led me down a pathway that took 10 years to get me back on track. Um, was it easy in the natural? No, wasn't anything easy about it, but I did develop an attitude. And let's look at that 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Because you need to have, and only, you know, the only way that you can develop this attitude is to go through some things. And you're going to go, Jesus said you're going to go through some things. He said in the world you shall have tribulation. You know, God doesn't send the tribulation. God doesn't send the test. God, you know, God doesn't send it. It just comes with life in this realm. That's what it is. That's why we cannot live by bread alone, but by every rhema of God does man live. We have to, we have to lean more on God's word, amen? 2 Corinthians chapter four in uh, verse eight, Paul is testifying here and he's saying, we were troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We were perplexed, but not in despair. We were persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. See, that's the report. And what was all that persecution? It was it's just difficult circumstances. You know, I don't know anybody that's been beaten five times with 39 stripes. You know, <laughs> I don't know anybody. I have, I have never met anybody that's been beaten with rods three times. I don't know anybody that's been spent a night and a day in the deep. I mean, he goes on in, in, the, in 2 Corinthians 12 and tells you all the things that he went through. And he suffered a lot of things. They weren't easy to go through, but... Look, look at his attitude. Here's his attitude. Yeah, I've had this. I've been troubled. I've been perplexed. I've been, I've been persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. And then down here in verse uh, 17, look at verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. What your faith sees, that's what's eternal, your faith eyes. And so what happens when you go through life and you go through tribulation the more we fix our gaze on the trouble, the heavier and the harder it is. And so we've got to count our troubles that we have as light and momentary. <laughs> and so that just takes a bit of maturity. It takes a bit of, of you know, you got to preach to yourself. You got to confess the word. You've got to just refuse to quit. You've got to refuse to have a pity party. You've got to just pick yourself up by your bootstraps and, uh, and, you know, realize that God is always leading you along in easy stages. 
He's leading you along the pathway that's best for your life. He's advising you and he's watching your progress. And so I just hope this encourages you. You know, we're, we're all on the pathway of easy stages tonight. Amen. Let's lift our hands and receive the word. Easy stages. Father, thank you for everybody's listening. And for those that are struggling with circumstances, Lord, help them to see that they're, uh, that they're uh, only momentary and that they, are, they count it as light and momentary. That's what I said. They count it as light and momentary. It's just a moment you're going to go through this thing. And then you're going to get on the other side of it. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is so good.